Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. Hey there, Solar Warriors. I'm Nico Johnson, and this is Suncast. Each week, I pull back the veil on the life and business insights of clean tech entrepreneurs building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in and welcome to our tribe. Hey there, solar and climate warriors. We are getting geared up for a fantastic 50th anniversary of Earth Day. So I just wanted to do a special Tactical Tuesday all about Earth Day, its history, what we're working on together. Of course, you'll know that tomorrow we invite you to celebrate Earth Day together with us during the Suncast Clean Energy Summit. It's kicking off at 8 a.m. Pacific, but of course, we'll be broadcasting live and recording. You can learn more about the schedule and register to attend any or all of the sessions tomorrow, which are going to be pretty exciting, over at suncastsummit.com. Hope that you will take a look as we've got some exciting folks coming on to the summit. Mr. Andrew Birch, otherwise known as Birchy, the founder of Sungevity and Open Solar. We've got Adam Browning, the founder of Vote Solar. We'll also be following that with Tara Doyle, Amanda Bybee, two Suncast alum, and our friend Karina Witham, as well as Dr. Laura Statchel of We Care Solar, talking about the impact that women are having in clean energy as well as the impact that clean energy is having on energy poverty throughout the world. And we'll be rounding out the final day of this first day of the summit tomorrow, April 22nd, all about how education and customer service are the tip of the spear for taking your career and business into the next decade. We'll be featuring Speakers from HeatSpring, Solar Energy International. We also have international renowned speaker and New York Times bestselling author, Mr. John DeJulius, author of The Relationship Economy and Customer Service Revolution. He will be speaking at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. So you won't want to miss that. Again, you can check out the Suncast Summit agenda and register over at suncastsummit.com. But for now, I hope that you will tune in and get ready for another wonderful, insightful, tactical Tuesday here on Suncast. Solar Warriors, I know that some of you, like me, are just stuck inside right now, quarantined, and I want to ask you, don't let this time go to waste. This is the best time to learn how to incorporate new Solar Plus capabilities to your toolkit, like Extensible Energy's DemandX, software. You can get that in your projects. Commercial customers will thank you. Extensible Energy is arranging remote training sessions right now that you can use to sharpen your Solar Plus software skills during this slow period so that you will have a competitive advantage when the market picks up again. You'll learn how to combine solar installations with inexpensive AI software and increase your commercial sales by automatically reducing demand charges with or without batteries. So get your solar business ready to grow now by signing up for the free DemandX training at extensibleenergy.com forward slash 
Suncast. Don't miss out. On April 22nd, 1970, 20 million Americans, 10% of the U.S. population at the time, took to the street, college campuses, and hundreds of cities around the United States to protest environmental ignorance and demand a new way forward for our planet. The first Earth Day, as it has become known, is credited with launching the modern environmental movement. And Earth Day is now recognized as the planet's largest civic event, gathering more than 1 billion people each year globally. Organizers for Earth Day's 50th anniversary, which happens tomorrow, April 22nd, envisioned a 1 billion person global commemoration marked with gatherings, marches, speeches, concerts, and more. Years of work have gone into organizing this, now canceled, of course, by the coronavirus pandemic. But the global standstill itself is a profound statement of nature's power and human vulnerability, not only now in the pandemic, but as the planet hurtles toward a warmer future. Now, the Irish physicist John Tyndall in the mid-1800s was the first person to understand that the heat trapping capacity of carbon dioxide and other gases found in the atmosphere was damaging the Earth's surface. Then the Swedish scientist Svante Arrhenius in 1906 worked out nearly to the decimal point the relationship between the amounts of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere and degrees of warming. And of course, Alexander Graham Bell named the greenhouse effect in 1917, followed by the eponymous Rachel Carson, who, of course, wrote Silent Spring, if you know how Earth Day was effectively launched on the heels of a book that was so radical. She also wrote a book called The Sea Around Us in 1951, before Silent Spring. And Carson in that book wrote, the evidence that the top of the world is growing warmer is to be found on every hand. The recession of the northern glaciers is going on at such a rate that many smaller ones have already disappeared. If the present rate of melting continues, others will soon follow them. And through it all, people have kept burning more fossil fuels, and today atmospheric carbon levels are at record levels. Reductions because of the pandemic will prove only temporary if, after the crisis passes, people return to their same routine. Yes, Earth Day has been a potent catalyst for change. In the 10 years following the first Earth Day, as I mentioned earlier, the growing environmental movement and political activism that it galvanized led to the passage of many of the nation's foundational environmental laws and indeed the formation of the Environmental Protection Agency. From the Clean Air Act to the Clean Water Act to the Endangered Species Act and the Marine Mammal Protection Act, the first national fuel efficiency standards for cars, a decade of landmark legislation has since radically cleaned up the air and water. This pandemic, combined with other world events, has created a global crash in the demand and price for fossil fuels hallmark, oil. Right now, a barrel of Western Canadian Select crude out of Alberta, Canada, goes for less than a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken. A lot less. Perhaps now, some of the changes that people have been forced to undertake because of the pandemic can take root even after the virus passes. From working from home, as you and I are going to be doing now and tomorrow during the summit, 
to flying and driving less, to growing and cooking more food at home. As we reflect back on Earth Day and the history, I'd like to take a moment to go through some of the statistics. I found a really, really cool video that I'll post, of course, over on the blog at mysuncast.com. But for now, I wanted to just walk you through what I discovered when I watched this short five-minute clip. The first Earth Day was 50 years ago tomorrow. What's changed since then? Well, we have, of course. Our population has more than doubled. We take up more space. The built area is plus 22 million hectares. Grazing cattle, more than 230 million hectares. Cropland, more than 160 million hectares. And this is putting us ever closer in contact with wild animals. Three quarters of new infectious diseases originate in animals, so outbreaks are becoming much more common. From the 1980s to the 2000s, we've seen the growth skyrocket. On average, each person produces 21% more carbon dioxide, and each person uses per capita 47% more fuel and consumes 65% more meat. Per capita, there's more than 447% use of paper and more than 561% increase in plane trips. Together, we've emitted 1.2 trillion tons of carbon dioxide since 1970. What else has changed? Well, our planet itself has changed. There's more CO2 in our atmosphere, of course, from 1970 to 2020 we've seen a 26% rise in CO2 to be exact. And in our oceans, there's more CO2 as well, causing ocean acidity to rise a full 4% per decade. And Earth's surface, of course, is much warmer, almost an entire degree Celsius in the last 49 years. Glaciers are melting 6x faster, and sea levels are rising 3.3 centimeters per decade. Global average sea levels have been compared against 1993. Extreme weather events like hurricanes are increasingly more common. as are floods from 200 to nearly 800 floods, droughts, and forest fires from the late 80s to the late 2000 teens. What else has changed since 1970? We, as a humanity, have changed. We now understand that the impacts of our habits really do damage the earth, and we have the evidence to prove it. We know that what we need to do is cut carbon emissions and other greenhouse gases, restore and protect natural habitats on land and at sea. Together we can do it. We already are using more renewable energy, 32x more wind capacity, 400 times more solar capacity. 
We're already restoring and expanding forests at a rate of 3.2 million kilometers of coverage per year. We're already protecting more marine areas, increasing 27 million kilometers. And we're already setting carbon reduction targets to stay below 2C warming. Birth rates are declining from a staggering four and a half births per woman in the 70s to just over two today. And our diets are changing as well. We are becoming better educated. Global literacy rates have increased from 65% to 86%. As a society, we're demanding action. The past is clear. The action we need to take is also clear. The future is ours to create. Dropping from four to one degree Celsius is the triumph that we can all seek to achieve. And it depends on how much carbon dioxide emissions we cut today. And I believe that together we decide. I hope that you believe this as well, Solar Warrior. And I invite you to join us on this journey. I'm so grateful for those who have walked alongside me and many of my colleagues for the last 15 plus years, those whose shoulders we stand upon. And I'm excited to pass the torch someday to my children and to their children. 50 years of Earth Day, protecting not just our waters and our air, our environment, but also our legacy. I invite you to join us tomorrow as we kick off the SunGas Clean Energy Summit. Again, you can register at www.suncastsummit.com. I also invite you to check out the blog for this post as I've posted a number of different resources that will help guide you through how to share Earth Day together, how to really do this. And I invite you to use the hashtag Earth Day together, post it in the social media channels that you prefer, share with us how you are spending Earth Day as a family. On the links that I mentioned on our blog, we share not only ways to learn more about the history of Earth Day, but also educational tips and packets from NASA to other nonprofits that are sharing their resources on how to educate children, how to educate neighbors, how to spend time together while separate during this Earth Day. And finally, again, I encourage you, take action, make change. Hope we'll see you tomorrow at Suncast Clean Energy Summit. And until then, remember, you are what you listen to. Thanks again for showing up, Solar Warrior. It's half the battle. <laughs>